it started like still basically stealing every backrun opportunity from the mempool. And so that was actually brilliant on, on his side, uh, a brilliant idea. He, because people were working for him, they were coding bots, and he was, he's basically just taking the, the transaction and, and doing it, you know? GM, GM, everyone. My name is Agachi, and welcome back to Scraping Bits. Today, I'm with Shonsho. How's it going, man? It's going good, and you? Yeah, not bad. Pretty busy day, back-to-back episodes, but... It's it's fun, man. It's it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Walking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, give yourself a little bit of an introduction to what you do. So sure, quick intro. So my name is Chuan Show. I started crypto in in 2021 during during the bull run. Basically, I I, I aped the top. Okay. <laughs> like, because I I, saw, I had a lot of friends telling me oh I'm making mad gains and shit like that. So I was like, okay, I want to. And so I, I bought the top and shit. I got wrecked mm-hmm. on some some like Uniswap V2 forks and stuff. So uh, and uh, and I was like um, pretty wrecked. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I was checking the Dex trades, because because even then I, I directly used the chain, you know, I I, I didn't like exchanges from the get go, so I directly went on chain and started using Dexes. I, I was first I was priced out of Ethereum during the bull run, so I went to like uh, Binance Smart Chain and, and Polygon mm-hmm. for like uh, a starting. And, and then uh, so after getting wrecked, I saw an. Um, on like Dex Guru or Dex Tool, um, that there were some bots like ma- making profits, and, and then I, I learned about the the concept of a flash loan mm-hmm. that was basically telling you that you you don't need capital to to compete, and and that's like the, the huge thing, right? Like uh, in regular arbitrage, you you need a huge uh, amount of money. It depends what you what you are the the liquidity and stuff, but mm-hmm. usually you need a, a good inventory, and so it's like a team or like you need to work for hedge funds. And, and here you could be like uh, solo behind your computer, and if you are good at engineering and uh, willing to put the work in, you make money. Uh, at first, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that, and and, uh, and I thought it would be like pretty easy uh, not not pretty easy but but you know uh, but but the deeper you go the more you realize that you need to optimize every every little bit of the process because because um, someone else did it already yeah, yeah. most of the time yeah and and so it's like I never um, I, I started doing that while I was still uh, working uh, another job I, I was working as a front end but basically I was spending my days just learning about like reading flashbot discourse, speaking with chercheurs, uh, reading uh, white papers, reading articles for, for a month, uh, maybe four to five months before uh, I started making money. Uh, and it was on Polygon. So, oh, on Polygon, right. Uh, so well, yeah, when I started, I was like, um, I had this bad idea in the end of like going to Polygon. I thought it would be smart, but it wasn't because um, it was big bull run and every searcher like me like did the same as me, basically. Everyone was trying to go to go to the L2s that were get, getting like massive rise. Yeah. yeah, rise and volume because everyone was getting out price of Ethereum. Uh, and um, and actually, I think it's easier to smart, to start um, doing flashbot races, mm-hmm. like um, flashbot bri- bribes, than to do the speed challenge because, because the speed challenge, in at the end of the day, it's like uh, you, you spend nearly as much on infra bribing, like yeah. So you basically just started on Polygon and going to like all the yeah. Tours. I started on Polygon. 
And why didn't you start on like uh, Ethereum? Because because I didn't have the money at first. Oh, got yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like to deploy a contract, it was like 1K. Yeah, yeah. It was like this, this crazy, you know. And so I was like learning also. And when you can deploy for like uh, 30 cents and Polygon yeah, yeah. at the time, you, you can like really learn, really try stuff. Just experiment yeah. on chain. <laughs> So, so for this, it was good, I guess, because yeah, if you start on Ethereum and the gas price were like bull run prices, you you would get uh, wrecked mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah. And then, so I did that for a while actually because uh, I worked so long for um, for making this bot mm-hmm. that uh, I kept doing it for like maybe a year and some months. And at one point, I was like burned out, and uh, my secrets were not secrets anymore. Okay. <laughs> so I was starting to, de- my bot was starting to decline and stuff. And so I, I, I stopped and I wanted a new challenge. So I went on uh, Ethereum. Yeah. It, it was also like a bear market. So volumes were so dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It was a bit uh, depressing. And so I went to Ethereum and, and I went with the idea of like uh, doing some long take because I did, I didn't want to, to gas golf. Yeah, I didn't want to do gas golfing. Okay. <laughs> so I went to do some long tail. I had some fairly uh, decent success uh, doing some long tail, both in mempool and flashbot. It was mainly NFT arms on some newer protocols like oh, uh, NFT the swaps. Yeah, NFT arms. I wanted to do it was still arms. So I, I had like everything done for arms, but uh, it was just a bit different. But actually, it's not that different. It's still tokens with like a price. Mm-hmm. And, and what and, and I, I really like those um, decentralized NFT swaps like oh, oh. N- NFTX, pseudo swap. Yeah. I think they are great. And so I was like arbing them and a bit of OpenSea too, but OpenSea is like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. The, the API sucks. And so you, you basically need to scrape them. And yeah, I didn't want, I don't like doing a lot of Web2 stuff in bots, like when I need to do code some bots involving like uh, regular APIs. Uh, it's like, I don't like it. I find it centralized and I'm like, oh, it's a yeah, shit project. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't it's know. It's a lot better. I tried to do this so I have an example. For example, one time I was like uh, arbing Clipper. It's like something that calls itself a DEX, but you have to request them uh, off-chain, a quote. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like it's like so not decentralized, and so yeah. But I didn't do this one for long. Mm -hmm. It it became very contested because uh, Rain uh, talked about it in the Discord. Oh wow! Okay. The alpha's gone. Uh, yeah, when, once something gets posted on the flashbot Discord, it's gone. Yeah, just yeah. consider it gone on to the next. Yeah, like literally, like, but, but it can be like you, if you post a bot address, it's going to be hacked in the next two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So you were doing NFT arbitrage on Polygon or? No, no, no. I went, I went to Ethereum to do that. It was a bear market. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so the, the volumes were dead on Polygon and I wanted to try something new. So I went on Ethereum. Uh, and I helped like uh, basically like NFTX, uh, pseudoswap, mm-hmm. uh, and some OpenSea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to do the exact same thing as well. Like there was a, I think when the art gobblers came out, there was an arbitrage opportunity there with OpenSea art. I think 
Argabus is the name. You know, the one with like Justin Roiland. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, the one who pumped like to 10 if, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see during the bear market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. NFT uh, arbitrage was quite interesting and uh, pseudo swap is uh, like when, when I joined, it was like some newer protocols. So um, I. Uh, I was basically bribing zero and playing mempool mm -hmm. until uh, some front runner bots uh, stole my opportunities because it was newer protocols. But uh, the, at that time, OpenSea ARBs were already at like 99.9% bribes. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, it's just hyper competitive. Yeah, so so the the process is like some newer protocol comes. There's like one or two bots fighting for like one or two months. Then they escalate bribes. Someone else sees the some other people see the opportunity, and if the proper protocol really gets traction, then it's it's the end. Like, mm -hmm. but but you don't have a lot of time to to capitalize on some protocols. But if you do select some good ones, mm -hmm. and you are literally alone on, on the project you can make some really good money uh, especially some of them offer more MEVs than other like and, and how do you identify these strategies on like so you you with experience of like knowing what other people did before you and like applying this knowledge to to other projects it really works and usually I just go read the docs okay. of a protocol <laughs> and just from the docs you you have an idea of where is the MEV? Mm -hmm. Like they, they sometimes they even tell you because because most of the time these decentralized um, protocols work because bots yeah. make the price fair or like liquidate people before because there's too much bad debt. Or, mm -hmm. So so they are incentivized to to make good docs for bot writers to write bots. There's even like some protocols who literally give you the code of a bot. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they in the docs, there will be the code of a bot and they will be like, call this function. But of course, it, it doesn't work. Like you, some, some other people is going to mm -hmm. write, write a better bot and, yeah. and take the, the money. But, but yeah. So how do you design your bots to make them like competitive? Like, like a high overview kind of step. Uh, then it, it really depends on the chain because every chain is different. Like really, it's, every chain is different. And uh, on every chain, you need to optimize different things. Like you, your bot, your R bot wouldn't at all be the same on Ethereum, on Polygon, and on Arbitrum. Mm -hmm. uh, on Ethereum, you, you would aim to optimize gas and to optimize the, your profit. On, on Polygon, you... Sometimes you don't have time to optimize your profit. Like, you know, you don't have time to check all paths. Yeah. Like as soon as you get a path that gives you, let's say, good money, you, you just send the transaction and fuck it, you know. Uh, yeah, it might not be the maximum. Uh, yeah, least. it's not. And, and so that's different. It's a way you connect to peers. Like, for example, on, on Arbitrum, like at one point, people were not even using nodes. They will just directly connect to the sequencer who, who, who sends them transaction, and I guess they they reproduce the block mm -hmm. from the transaction they see coming from sequencer. Like so, every every chain you need to know the specifics mm -hmm. and code the bots in function, or, or it's not gonna work because someone someone else knows the chain better than you and has a better bot. Yeah. So basically, learning like the consensus mechanism and how the node runs and all that stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. You never consider you're gonna come to something new and be the boss directly. Like um, some, someone else already has secrets, and and your goal should be to identify them and 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 when you are at that stage to find new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically like steal their secrets and then iterate after yeah. that. Yeah, it, it's because kinda... it's always faster to. It's like in a race, it's always faster to catch up to the guy in front than to be the one leading. It's exactly the same in, in learning curves. The, the guy who needs to innovate at the top, it's harder for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, innovating is just, it's pretty difficult, but then the guy can always and just And especially like... in the blockchain, because everything, nearly everything is public, you know? Like, okay, you don't see the off-chain code. Yeah of the other people, but, but you can guess it just by seeing the way the transactions happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. Yeah. I did a similar thing. You would see, I, I guess with like sandwiching or even like, like liqu- liquidity sniping, you'll see the sequence of transactions from their wallet. You would yes. see like two transactions happening at the exact same time. And you're like, wait a second, what, why is this instead of just one? And you'll go look at them yeah. like a buy and then an instant. sell. Um, then you'll go into the block and see that it's like basically buying and then a whole bunch of bots are buying after and then they're selling after all these bots. For that, that's exactly how, how I started. Like, I saw that and I oh, was really? like, okay, I, I want to do that. Yeah, because because you, I, I saw that it was like, I thought it was like, uh, you, it's sure to make profit. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not true because you spend your time, you spend uh, gas, you spend like, you know, like it's not true. This it's um, mm-hmm. a lot of searchers don't make money. It's like it's like uh, maybe one percent of the people that goes to Flashbot Discord like end up making it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Yeah, just people hear about like these mev searches making so much money, and then they try yeah. and join the the Flashbots. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make so much money, not knowing right, anything no, about I mean, it. A lot of. Uh, of DGN Telegram group, yeah. uh, and like they, they all think that, that Jared, for example, like makes the the amount before the bribe, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and that he sits behind his computer and does nothing, like, <laughs> like but to code to code a bot like Jared, but like <laughs> you need a shit ton of work. Jared was uh, at bots for like two years or something like that before coding this one. And uh, the thing that made Jared uh, so, so successful is that he, he coded a new strat. Yeah. He, yeah. That's that's why he ended up being the king for this period. It's because he coded this new strat, and, and he got so lucky because because the, of the meme coincidence was exactly at that time. And so people were full on degenerating on Uniswap. Yeah, yeah. The coins were something hardcore, and so he got really lucky on that end. Yeah, but uh, props to him. Yeah, the stars basically aligned for him. So you say he was. Ah, uh, yeah. He was basically like running bots for two years, right? Uh, I did. Um, it's uh, from Yannick Crypto in the Flashbot Discord. He was saying that uh, that he, he he tracks every. I'm not a sandwicher, so I don't like track sandwich bot, uh-huh. but uh, Yannick does. And so he was saying that yeah, Jared doesn't come from nowhere, uh, and that uh, uh, it's basically yeah this strategy that really made him because because on the regular sandwich he was bribing to to win the ops. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a time where someone sent Jared like like a million or something or <laughs> yeah, one million point five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was another sandwich, but <laughs> he went into the flash <laughs> Cisco like, no, please send it back. <laughs> no, he said he said like uh, 
I have a group of uh, investors uh, looking back for their money. Uh, please send it back. <laughs> <laughs> and then ja Jared sent back uh, like uh, nearly everything. He kept like 50K. And, uh, yeah. But the other guy was like, uh, after we showed the other guy on the Flashbot Discord uh, telling him, hey, you don't have investors. Like, uh, mm -hmm. And he was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. It's all just psyops. Uh... Yeah, imagine you, you, you you send like your whole pot money to your competitor like holy shit <laughs> oh my god yeah it's all like complete psyops in, in the flashbots discord it's so difficult to start and get into everything it's not really it's not really uh, once you know what's true what's not true because you you coded it mm -hmm. and you experience what's true what's not like it's fairly easy to to recognize to know who's telling yeah to know who's capping or not capping yeah. yeah but like for for the new but, people but i guess it comes from new people yeah it's just like instant. even me even me when i was new i, I fell into many science you know and you you end up implementing them and like yeah uh, you realize it's it's worthless yeah yeah oh it was like totally the opposite you needed to do but it's part of the game mm -hmm. yeah how did you get into like basically customizing your own node and running that by yourself? Because you're a solo searcher, so how did you really? Uh, yeah, this, uh, uh, as soon as I realized that it was the only way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, because uh, when you start reading the code, often you realize that many, many spots are useless for you. Yeah. Like literally useless. And uh, there's a lot of boilerplate, like uh, bloat. Mm -hmm. that uh, you can optimize and it starts uh, it starts from nothing like you know it starts from oh you need a, it's annoying you query the body the, the transaction hash and then you, you need to query back the node to get the body and so it's like two calls and you want to do one call so mm. you modify your node to 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 directly give you back the, the body of the transaction yeah. when you uh, from the mempool but, but uh, this change is nothing like when you start looking at the code of any client, mm -hmm. you, you can optimize so much of it. And so I think I spent maybe three months to four months, like totally rewriting clients oh, man. and, uh, like, and, uh, implementing my bot inside the client yeah. to, to read, to, to, to have like direct storage, storage read yep. from, yeah. And stuff like that. And, but, but at the end, when you do it, you, you understand GIF a lot mm -hmm. and like it, it gives you so much knowledge on how Ethereum works. And, um, it's a really a good thing to do if you want to learn also, like not, not even like it's good for making it, you need to do it. But, uh, yeah. even if you need to learn, like, um, the GIF, GIF code base is insane. Mm -hmm. It's like it's super good. It's, uh, of course, uh, dated and there's tons of, uh, of uh, code that shouldn't be there because it was years of work and yeah, you yeah. cannot have clean code, but it's still very clean. And uh, it's great. Yeah, I like GIF code a lot. When they basically update the GIF repo, do you ever pull it? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I need to. Uh, it's annoying and I do it only on like the changes uh, where you need to. Yeah. You know, okay. when there's like hard forks and shit. And yeah, it's very annoying, uh, but uh, yeah, I need to do that each time. Have you ever thought about building your own node from scratch to be like hyper-optimized, for example, in Rust instead of Go? Uh, that's, that's what some people are doing. That's kind of what I did when, uh, so when you start building fake nodes on those like uh, Altel ones where you need speed, 
you need the fake nodes to to get the transaction really fast from the from the provider nodes like to 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 totally take all the uh, slots mm -hmm. like this kind of stuff it, it, it's really competitive like that and so Uh, for this, you need to have like basically strip down nodes to, down to to just uh, pretend they are real node, but just taking the transaction like basically uh, mm -hmm. and sending them to your to your let's say master nodes that 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 have state and that can do the the math and send the transaction. Mm. Yeah. So they'll have like a stripped down node to basically grab all the transactions and kind of propagate them yeah. to the master like archive node. Yeah. So it gets more complex, right? Because um, you, as soon as you know that, and as soon as you know other searchers can do that, you, you also have ways to to attack them, mm -hmm. to to make them think of fake transactions, like this kind of stuff. So uh, it gets like it's really a, a dark forest out there. People people really oh, you can do, do everything they can. So you can basically yeah. fake transactions to nodes. Yeah, everything of that is true. There's fake fake nodes, fake transactions. Yeah. So like for example, if if you if I was running my my own node and you wanted to attack my node and give me fake transactions, how would you go about that? So, so I, for example, on BSC recently, yeah. they started using Flashbot solutions because because the blockchain got to a point where it was unusable for new users. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> would, they would connect their node and they would connect only to fake nodes of Cersors. So like, oh. that would like send them nothing, you know, like literally send them nothing and, and uh, or fake stuff, whatever. And so, so... The, the only solution to have a, a network that's not like as attacked, I really think, is like flashbot solution, like some solution where where you have some bribe mm -hmm. and and instead of paying with with computing power or with uh, speed, mm -hmm. you compete with the amount of money you extract. Yeah. And yeah, that's the only way to not go because searchers are the one who will push your protocols to the extreme. And, oh yeah. Yeah. So if there's if there's money incentive to do it, they will do it with anything. Yeah, and I guess if you want to like restart your whole journey from like learning basically the intricacies of these nodes, how would you go about if you wanted to accelerate that learning um, from scratch? So I did it. Uh, me, I was um, there's a one repo on GitHub of a guy who who tried to explain every every folder of GIF oh, really? what it was doing. Yeah, and so you can like follow this. It's not super good, but it gives you some insight. Okay. So you do this. And I was also, there's a couple of YouTube videos that are good. One of them explain you, like for example, um, the whole processes of uh, in GIF, what happened when you send a transaction. Mm -hmm. And this one is very interesting. But uh, but what you end up doing is like yeah you code uh, to learn you need to code to do so so you you so it's by modifying the node and um, each time I was doing some changes I was restarting the node with some, some with like some console logging and and checking what was happening mm -hmm. and and like that you you start to realize uh, everything that's happening and and the, the more you go the more confident you are. And, mm -hmm. yeah, but it takes time. It's like you cannot come to a big code base like that and oh, yeah. be like, okay, in, in one hour it's done. You know? <laughs> yeah. no. It's like it's. I spent maybe one week, two weeks before 
being comfortable really starting to be comfortable with the code base yeah it's such a massive code base and so many modules it's incredibly hard to learn in such a short amount of time so you really got to dedicate yourself to it and i think a lot of people that try and get into mev kind of skip all that and just use rpcs and then they're not competitive it's um it's a shame because um for example me even on my my long tail bots mm-hmm. i was coding them inside gif yep Because at the end, I was so, so like uh, used to doing it, and like there, there are some advantages to doing it, like not only speed, but like I was like getting so used to directly query storage slots yeah. for retrieving my blockchain data that it was like much better doing it inside GIF. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I could have the updates on any transaction. Like directly because GIF automatically checks storage, so it was like just adding a small mapping, and yeah. and I could um, update all my my blockchain data like that for any protocol. So yeah, that's a little alpha. And yeah, but but I was doing it inside GIF, yeah, mm. every bot. And when when you like started basically running this node, were you doing it on like AWS locally, or like how would you basically learn it if you didn't have any money? No, I I, start, I started on some cheap providers. It's now, it's now mainly, yeah. And uh, but 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 even from my, <laughs> it's it's not a joke. Even from my uh, home computer, uh, I was my bot was profitable, mm-hmm. but like not a lot. But it was profitable. Like it was like making more money than yeah. the transaction fees it was spending from my home computer. But it was maybe winning like one up in 500. It's it's only when it, when you start to 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 scale with nodes and stuff that that you you win way more. Yeah, yeah, nodes are like the most important thing, really. Yeah. Because it's how you get the information, and then the faster you get the information in, and faster you get it out. Yeah, that, that's yeah. where it comes in. But but it's the most important on on those alt L ones, yeah. and, and in my opinion, some of them some of them will die. Like um, even Polygon starts to wants to switch his Altel one to a zero knowledge chain. Oh, okay. And uh, Binance. I'm not sure they will keep Binance Smart Chain, but they also develop L2, and uh, the L2s are different. Like for now, the L2s are not decentralized; they are like super centralized with uh, one sequencer, and so it's a totally different game. And it, I, in my opinion, in the next bull run, it will be on those kind of chains, mm-hmm. not not on the Altel ones and, and on the most famous L ones like. Even BSC now, like it's flash, flashbot like solution. So, so you don't even need to to do the crazy speed race of of wanting to have one milli millisecond end to end process, uh, this kind of stuff. How come you you've only been doing like solo searching and not join a team? Because you, it's hard to trust people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't believe in uh, a lot of people, but it's hard to trust a stranger. Like that and code that you share, and and usually uh, I prefer to get the full amount of my work. So like I do the whole bot, and and, and if it works, uh, I get the money. If it doesn't, I don't. Whatever. But uh, but yeah, I find I find it more rewarding. But right now, maybe I'm starting to switch mindset because it's really you can get burned out. Oh yeah. 
easily yeah because you get stuck in some sometimes some boats you have some crazy battles with other people and like it takes you the whole days to fight against them and yeah. the day, your profit just shrinks because because it's it's how it goes yeah and so yeah it's a constant battle like you basically have to keep iterating yeah, all there, yeah. keep on iterating. it's really not it's really not passive income yeah. <laughs> maybe if you could if you could a good but you have passive income for one month <laughs> and that's it yeah but you need to cut the good but it's actually the that's like people need to take some time to reproduce yeah it's it's actually probably the most hands-on demanding career in crypto i i think because yeah. it's it's not what people think it's not like you just create a bot and then you let it sit there for like months on end no for example even jared right now is getting like a lot more contested a lot more than before Oh yeah, he just even even on his, on his new strategy now he's contested. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You you basically create something new, and then people see that they read your contract, yeah. they understand what you're doing, then basically implement it. You, you only go until the next team implements it and takes over, and then it's back to the yeah. drawing board. <laughs> exactly. That that that's the life of a searcher. Yeah, it's yeah. it's um, insane, man. Yeah, did you did you ever start doing like botting on like RuneScape or anything? Like, how did you get into no. all this? No, no, I was when I was young, I was a lot into sports. I was doing lots of surfing. Okay. And then uh, after after studies, I did a lot of video games. Okay, fine. I uh, I nearly got pro professional in two games like uh, Hearthstone and Fortnite. Oh wow! But like I, I made money on those games, like winning. Con- Tournament friendship, but uh, but uh, I I kept doing the studies, my studies because I had a good school. Yeah. So I, I didn't end up doing that. Yeah, I, I did um, engineering. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, and uh, then I then I did three years as a front end, and that's where I really learned how to code. Okay, gotcha. Uh, when I worked as a front end, uh, but but really, I really think people need to know that. If you want to code a bot, you, 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 you shouldn't go like, oh, I want to make money and uh, fast. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that doesn't help. You need to be like, wow, this is very interesting. I would want to be like those bots and I will do everything I can to do it. And like when I say it, it's like, even if there are some obstacles on the road, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And like you force yourself to do it because, because there will be so many obstacles. And mm-hmm. and that's why not a lot of people make it because you and you can easily stop because it's it's on yeah it, it is on yeah I, you definitely got to have a passion for whatever you do otherwise you're not gonna go yeah through the hard uh, yeah. if you have the mindset no, of I'm gonna make money from this and be rich then sorry but you got to do something else you're not gonna go anywhere with that mindset uh, and that's true for every field and every kind of endeavor. You gotta have a path. Exactly. Exactly. I just apply everything that I did previously. I apply to every domain and it always works. Like every domain in the world is the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, it, it, it's hard to explain, but you, if you have the same mindset every time mm-hmm. and it's a good one, it, it just works. Yeah. It, it just yeah. gotta keep going and enjoy what you do, really. Uh, yes, and and as soon as I don't enjoy anymore something, I stop because yeah, I, that's why I, I do stuff. So yeah, 
because it, then it's a job and I don't like, I don't like jobs. I want to do stuff I like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the dream. You're basically doing this full time as well, right? Yeah. I want to hear about your, your past war stories. Let's say you built a strategy in the past and then some interesting things happened. Like we had some guy on the podcast um, yesterday that uh, works for Project Blank. Um, and yeah. some of his war stories were back in the early days, he built a Twitter scraper. Um, basically, mm-hmm. that was uh, on Binance, that was when McAfee was just tweeting out random shit coins. And then he basically did a bot to subscribe to his uh, his Twitter. And whenever he posted about a token, he instantly bought the token. <laughs> and <then laughs> it, it, it just like, he just made money from that and then instantly sold. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. stuff like that, strategies you didn't apply. Ah, stuff works. like that. Like I did some, uh, some NFT sandwich. <laughs> what? <laughs> you yeah. You could do some NFT sandwich on those like, uh, on the decentralized uh, NFT exchange because they're slippage. They, 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 they are, there's a router and they're slippage. And so I was like, okay, I can send it or I can up. And so I had a, a bot that was like checking what's the best mm-hmm. and doing. I had a lot of battles against front runners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate front runners, generalized front runners because, because for one, uh, for some time I was chill. Because most of my bots were backrun bots, okay. so 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 the the front runner needs to to simulate the transaction I am backrunning before my transaction mm-hmm. to to know that I am making a profit. And and for a long time, generalized front runner were not doing that, and one bot arrived doing that, and he fucking. I hate him. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, because he he started like still basically stealing every backrun opportunity from the mempool, mm-hmm. and so that was like actually brilliant on on his side, uh, yeah. a brilliant idea. Like he, because people were working for him, like uh, they were coding bots, mm-hmm. and he was he's basically just taking the the transaction and, and doing it. You know, mm-hmm. it's also hard to code a bot like a generalized functioner not a, not so much but it's still hard but, but mainly I don't do them for like regulatory purpose like yeah, yeah. you 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 can front run hacks and then yeah. if you bribe like 60% of the hack amount you're, you're right you just lost <laughs> 60% of the money like but I, so yeah <laughs> You just, but but uh, they they exist. <laughs> you wreck you, you wreck someone, then you get wrecked from hacking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. It was one time there was like this uh, multi-chain uh, hack. Yeah, it was a huge hack, like where, where people were getting drained and, uh, because they had approved uh, the multi-chain bridge. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it ended up in the bribes being like super high. Like literally um, 99%. So uh, I think one of the save was like one guy getting saved for 10 million mm-hmm. and, and he ended up paying like 9 million in, in gas fees. And it was probably to, uh, to malicious, but the other 1 million, you know? That's so cool. it's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever done like when people do like liquidity pool sniping? So that's a bit what I am doing right now with like meme coins. Oh, okay. Not exactly, not exactly because because it's insane risk. Oh yeah. I am not kidding you when I tell you that maybe 
one coin out of a thousand is legit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and and when a coin gets out, and when the the creator puts liquidity, usually he, he didn't like renounce the contract yet or like sent it to 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 that address. So it's like in terms of risk, mm-hmm. buying at that time is crazy. And and so that's why the returns are insane. Also, like uh, yeah. for people that hold like such such stuff, because because the if you start playing those games, you quickly realize it's a shit show. Like you're fighting against uh, mainly against the devs. Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> interesting. The, the devs are so like not only pulling liquidity, but like uh, keeping tokens behind, like rigging your. Yeah. Infinite hidden main functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Dude. So so what I did like I, I, right now I'm doing meme coin season because I, I believe uh, bull run is coming end of the year mm-hmm. and uh, I think right now the whole mania about meme coins is because they want to the market want to decide the the next generation meme coin. Yeah. Like we we are tired of a Doge and, and <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. And so and, and Pepe did a crazy run. So like it 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 it, it um, launched the market again. Mm-hmm. Like clearly there's like a, a meme coin market right now. Yeah. But I I invested in like coins that already like did their run and didn't rug and that I think. Ah, like the next time coins, but like uh, that's still a, a crazy risky bet, and and you could go to zero really easy, uh, <laughs> yeah, so not nice. choosing the right meme coin. Yeah, but but uh, I like it right now. With the liquidity pool sniping, you you're literally fighting the devs because the devs will make a malicious either one token or malicious pool. Yeah, they they can like uh, rug you directly, removing the liquidity, and you're you're left with. A token you cannot trade. They can infinite mint, mint and and like drop a ninety nine percent trade on you. <laughs> um, but but most of the time it's like the you know on this website they would be like yeah five percent for sex wallets, five uh, percent for team marketing. But yeah. but th- this is just to dump on you, you know, like yeah. so. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, like, I wonder if people have ever made, like, honeypot detectors. I think that would be the best way. But then... I, there is, like, a, uh, there is a, a, a real meme market. Like, there, there is even bots that are going to be very famous, like, in the next bull run. Like, uh, right now, there's Maestro. Uh, there's a oh, yeah. Unibot. Th- these bots that allow you to... To trade better, like to use to use private transactions, mm-hmm. to to have limit orders, yeah, like and they are very interesting and um, and I think that they will be used and, and and there's also stuff to detect rug pulls like um, usually on Dex tools it gives you a confidence score that usually you can trick pretty easily, yeah, but uh, it also like gives you a link to to some some website that tells tells you is if someone is holding more than five percent of the token, if like some some if the liquidity is locked or not, some some red flags. So you you decide the risk you want to take on and and you choose it. But me me, I'm not doing anything on stuff that's like not locked because yeah, it's so much risk. Yeah, I think bots are definitely going to explode. I think they've already have exploded. Even have- yeah, they are starting to to explode. Yeah, like just having limit orders on Uniswap, like decentralized exchange trades, is a uh, 
Mouse there are some really cool functionality like puppy trading someone or like you yeah, know yeah. like yeah like I was thinking of doing that but I didn't know like that market just uh, that exploded like a lot of bots are doing that yeah now. because because yeah Unibot like he did a run recently I'm not sure I don't check the, the chart of Unibot every day but I I don't think Maestro has a token or something but Unibot is the main competitor and, and I think Maestro is ran by uh, like an actual trading influencer as well yeah he has like his own yeah, I don't know I, I don't use the tools I should maybe I just heard about it on Twitter I didn't actually kick them out. Yeah, yeah, he's like a I think he's like an in- influencer, uses it for himself and uh I mean all the influencers have their own small group and then they all buy and then they tell the public and then it basically dumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. this also happens. But but you 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 always exit liquidity. Yeah, because except if the dev literally creates a pair send all the tokens to the pair, burn it, so he lose money, mm-hmm. and doesn't snipe his own pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, if he doesn't do that, then if you buy the first, you are not exit liquidity to someone. But, but like, other than that, you are exit liquidity to someone. So you should always know that. And, and what makes the difference is the, do people really like the token or do they just bet on it? You know? Yeah. Like, do they like what they hold or is it just a financial bet for them that they will throw as soon as they can? And that's the difference between a solid project and, and some tokens that go to zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done my fair share of both, actually. Like, for example, Pepe, Pepe did the run because people love Pepe like, yeah, in yeah. crypto, like really. And Pepe is fun. And so like people like having fucking Pepe coins and so they like buying it. Like that, that's the whole purpose of it. But but they do buy it. So like you cannot fight the market. Yeah. They do buy it. So like yeah. legitimate projects you have to like do actual research. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, <laughs> it's crazy to see that a, a coin like Pepe can go to like one billion market cap <laughs> in one month when other projects like hard time raising like a couple of millions in, in those times. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I think even <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever seen like the um like the auditing contest stuff where there's like bot races now? No, it's that. Yeah, so like there's there's a uh, on C four and all that stuff. Ah, uh, I, I did a bit of C four, but uh, I stopped. Uh, so there's, there's a contest on C four right now for bots. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they introduced oh, like bot okay. races. So a lot of people are using um like static analysis analyzers to find like basic vulnerabilities ah uh, yeah 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 and then they'll just like submit them now they've created like a little pool so it's like 10 percent of the pool where bots get like an hour before everyone else and then they find okay. something but if you make like an automated analysis tool for like auditing then that's technically some type of mev i guess yeah but everything can be considered mev that's true yeah. like, mev is just being smart and seeing where the money is is and can be yeah. extracted and and like doing it yeah but but it's not really about minor extracted value anymore it's about uh finding the little flaws in systems mm-hmm. and uh, exploiting them yeah it's like finding the little niches and then sometimes it's not exploit like in case of dex's arb for example it's not an exploit it's it's intended yeah exactly or like a liquidation yeah. But, but there's also some crazy stuff. Like, for example, uh, if you send uh, tokens to 
to the Uniswap router, mm -hmm. anyone can sw uh, sweep them. So, so like they didn't code something like, oh, the sender gets to keep his token. I know every anyone can take them. So like mm -hmm. you know like some some pretty PVP stuff still happens where like it's like dropping a money uh, uh, a money bill uh, in the middle of a park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's such an interesting like field i hope someone makes like a book on all these like bots and and strategies um, uh, yeah i guess it's the same as what they did with traditional finance uh, and optimizing it, it to death and we are not there yet yeah just keep going till the wheels fall off basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah until until you cannot do it except if you work in a hedge fund with uh, 10 other people that that have their secrets for 20 years not sharing them mm -hmm. i think mev is such a like interesting field though because you learn so much about like backend and algorithms and basically like optimizing code you have like you have yeah. Learn, like such a broad ah, yeah, you, you learn about it's actually more backend than smart contracts oh, yeah, like I would say like, yeah yeah the, the smart contract part is very little mm -hmm. it's like at the end usually I call my smart contract at the end and it's like the last day or two when you have the whole bot finished oh okay so, yeah. okay let's say you found a new strategy what would you do to build that bot um, as fast as possible to get it out so first, I read a protocol, mm -hmm. a docs. I identify the, the part where I can uh, find an EV. I, and then I check the solidity code. I check the, the report of the code. Mm -hmm. uh, I check if it's really working like I, I want. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I on the smart contracts, I, I try to flag what is dynamic, what, like what oh. I will need to update as dynamic data in my bot. And where is it located in storage? Mm -hmm. And and I take this info, and that's gonna be my whole dynamic data in the bot. Mm -hmm. And then usually there's um, another static part where it's like the pool addresses, okay, uh, yeah. the fee, like and, and so this static part you have it also querying the blockchain usually. So so to get the data, I use either directly querying contracts or sometimes on some protocols you you use uh, GraphQL like uh, doing uh, what's the like uh, yeah 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 uh, not not the, not the GraphQL API directly to the node but uh, the the one um, I forgot the name of the protocol yeah Sorry, API <laughs> yeah it's like uh, you you do uh, off chain off chain request. Mm -hmm. But then you have your, so you, you need to have your data mm -hmm. of static and dynamic and then actually updating the dynamic parts uh, where it needs to be updated. But, but if you, if you directly look at storage, uh, then you, you don't need to do it. It does it directly for you. Yep. And then code the bot. Huh? <laughs> like uh, you could, uh, usually it's the logic of the bot where it's like buy low, uh, sell high. Like literally. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you code the bot like that. <laughs> and yeah. So basically every block or I guess the first iteration would be just like getting every block and seeing if the thing changed and the second would be a yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, but at one point you, you have this, this whole framework, you have it ready. So, so the only thing you need for a new bot is really, okay, what is the logic of the ARB and what is the dynamic data I need to update? Right. So it's yeah. like a template that you just copy and paste with new strategies. Yeah. Right. 
And then you're all... Pretty much, yeah. At one point, I had a uh, bot with like, a ton of strategies inside the same bot, yeah. Mm. Oh, you run multiple strategies in the same bot? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Why wouldn't you do like separate bots on different like servers? Because because it's uh, it's on the node. So I have my own node that has lots of bots on it. <laughs> but oh. it's it's because it's on uh, on Ethereum, so uh, some of them don't need speed. Yeah, yeah. And oh. when you don't need speed, you yeah you can do whatever. Interesting. So it's just like a pattern matcher for a transaction. I haven't like messed around with nodes personally. So I guess when you get all these transactions coming in, you just go through, you just iterate through each transaction and see what's happening, right? Yes. Yes. And then do, exactly. do you do any like symbolic execution for, I guess? So I simulate, yeah. I simulate them against the state mm-hmm. and, and, and inside GIF, this, this simulation uh, triggers me the storage update. Mm-hmm. And because I know exactly which storage I need for my bot, it directly tells me. It directly tells me the new state, and, and Ethereum is just a state machine. Like, and, and you just need the state to be updated, and then you can do whatever. Like, yeah, it's just a state machine. So, so I have directly the state updates like that, and and, and by default, let's say, mm-hmm. because I look at storage. And this bot isn't like an archive at all, is it? It's just like querying or. Or, it's inside GIF. It's like a, a function I wrote myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel yeah, like yeah. It, it, there's two types of types of nodes, right? There's like a there's like an archive one that has in- archive archive node. Yeah, it, it it archive is for if you want to to simulate on previous data, like let's say two months ago on a block from two months ago. But me, I I do only reactive stuff, so I never used archive node. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So you just basically get GIF and download it and that's it. Yeah, so so I don't use testnet to test my bots. I, I just like query, query against the mempool yeah. and simulate. And so like I have I have like nearly the same environment as in real as if I was like directly sending to the blockchain, yeah. Because I simulate my transaction as a background and and directly as a response to the actual real blockchain. And so yeah, mm. and basically, when when you simulate and you it, it looks profitable, what is like the the rest of the steps to basically get it out and on chain? Uh, then, then you get FOMO. <laughs> yeah. When when you start writing a bot and uh, and it starts printing you the the expected profits and and the bot is not live yet, then you get FOMO and you finish very quick the code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'd be like a, I guess you would have like a, a gas strategy and a proper. Gas. Not really. I, I usually me. I, I don't code the gas wars. I told you. I um, if if it ends up in a gas war, I, I let it go. Uh, oh, okay, so you're just like submitting it yeah. without like any specific gas. Yeah. If you do, if you do background, mm. then you don't have to gas war because because it's um, it's speed. It's speed if it's on um, not with Flashbot and with Flashbot it's with Brave, uh, but on a back run you cannot out you cannot pay more gas than your target transaction because otherwise you don't back run it. So you would have to do like yeah. there's negative one. <laughs> yeah, you no you 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 do the exact same usually exact same gas as the guy. Oh, it's just the time that you back run. Yeah. 
Yeah, the time. So it depends if if the um, if the blockchain you own is random random ordering for people with same gas, then you do minus one. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yes. So there's like all these little intricacies and like how it's all. Yes, it. exactly. That's what I meant. Uh, every chain has these little intricacies. Okay. A lot of them. Yeah, yeah, I think Avalanche is both time of submission and gas. So yeah, but Avalanche, I never really did it because it's like you need to pay to win. Basically, it's like uh, the it's a private mempool only for the validators, and the validators you need to stake a lot of Avax. Okay, yeah. I think it's the same with Solana. Like if you have a lot of money, you basically win. Uh, I, I didn't follow recently Solana updates, but I think they have something like Flashbot for a while. Oh, uh, like uh, uh, MEV solution. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but I think they do. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, have you ever thought about just like upgrading to Reef that since it just came out um, and like ditching? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I tried coding some. Uh, some rust yeah. back way back like maybe one year and a half ago and and I didn't end up liking the language so much. Huh? Oh, like, really? Damn. It's very specific to like if you do JavaScript or C plus or C sharp or Go, it's like all the kind of the same. Uh, but like Rust is uh, in its own league, like you know, you know, it does stuff. I think I just didn't push it enough huh? because a lot of people like the language and and uh, do a lot of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But me, I remember I tried to rewrite my bot from JavaScript to Rust. And in one week, I I was trying to write a graph object in Rust. And with the lifetime, and so I was getting like destroyed. And <laughs> I was like, okay, no, uh, let me do it in Go. Yeah. And I rewrote my whole bot in Go in like maybe four days, not knowing the language from before. And like, and I, I and I like Go a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think Go syntax is like the easiest you can get for like in terms of uh, you don't type a lot of stuff. Maybe yeah. just for the error checking, but the rest is like very clean. I like it for this. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think it's a pretty simple language for the value you get. Um, yeah, speed wise, and you know. Yeah, the 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 parallel primitives are pretty uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. The multi threading. It's, I like it. I like uh, working with channels and yeah, and work out. Yeah. Cool, man. I think we are running out of time, um, but it's been sure. such a pleasure talking to you and getting to understand, you know, nerds, medbots in general, and the whole market, um, and even just some stories of the past. Yeah. I'm sure it's it's just so hard getting like MEV searches on to you know public facing things and talking about their experiences because they want to stay like anonymous and not have any kind of fame yeah so they don't get like one wrench attacked or you know you don't get a lot of fame uh, except if you're jared uh it's, it's not a lot of fame to be uh, a musician but people get like super clingy to people that search and they ask tons of questions uh it's Ah uh, yeah, this is annoying. Like I get spammed. People yeah. coming and and like telling you how uh, oh, to do a bot. Yeah. Like yeah, I I basically don't reply. If it's really like too obvious, I don't reply. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it's been such a pleasure, man. I hope this was entertaining for the audience and for you. It was great for me. <laughs> um. No problem. But yeah, I hope. It was, it was cool for me too. It was the first time I. Uh, I talk about it yeah. like that.
Um, and hopefully I'll get you on later down the line when you become number one. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.